Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. They've already conquered the Grammys. Now, Billie Eilish and her brother, Phineas O'Connell, are taking on the Oscars with their first nomination for the song from No Time to Die. No Time to Die. They're here to talk about it today on Crew Call. So Barbara Broccoli flew to you guys, flew to you guys while you were performing. To me, that doesn't sound like an audition. <laughs> oh, it felt like one. It sure felt like one. <laughs> well, tell me, tell me about that meeting. She hands you 23 pages of the script. I, I mean, tell me about that because to me, Billy, let's round it up. You got 200 million followers on social media. Bond, he skews older. They need a younger crowd. You're, you're the window. You're it. I guess so. I mean, it's funny. It really didn't, you know, when they asked us, it wasn't, we didn't have a feeling of like, oh yeah, we're the, we're the perfect, you know, we're the perfect people to do this. It was like, oh no, like somebody else should do this. Like we were, we were dying to do it, but we definitely didn't feel worthy at all. And (laughs) um, again, like it, it really, it, it really was not a, a, you got the job thing. It was a, let's see if you have what it takes kind of thing. And not in a, not in like a weird reality show thing way, but, (laughs) but, but very, you know, it might work and also it might not. And we'll see. And by the way, well, if I were producing a Bond movie, that's what I would do. I wouldn't. Yeah, for sure. You guys have the job until I'd heard a really good song. Agreed. Well, do Billy, do you, you, you know, your introspective, you know, you're bluesy. So is James Bond. Did you feel, do you feel like he's a soulmate? Like it, <laughs> it was, re- you know, easy to write for. Like that both of you go through similar emotions and whatnot. I mean, I don't kill people and like, you know, go right. on crazy adventures. But I, I think that what's so great about Bond is that he has a lot of qualities that everybody uh feels like they understand and i think that that's what's what's so attractive about the the franchise and about the the bond character is just like he's 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 a kind of person with a kind of life that nobody has and that you, you can't relate to his life but you can relate to everything else you can relate to you know the underlying meanings behind everything and why he does what he does and this and that and and i think that's what's so impactful about it and and for sure I mean when we started writing it it was really hard to get into the the zone because we were uh we had a lot of like 
things we wanted to accomplish in making this song and we wanted it to be really, really good. And that obviously is hard to start, you know, with that in your mind. But once we started and we got those few melodies that were going to make the song what it is, it was so, I mean, it was so easy to just write. I mean, like it just really came to us once, once we like hit that, that first stride, we just, yeah, it's true. We just like it, the song just like wrote itself for us. So yeah, for sure. It was, it was, it was easy to get in the mind of him. And I don't, I hate the word easy because it wasn't easy. It was just, it like flowed naturally more like, you know, was it, was it always Bond talking to Madeline? Um, in a lot of ways, yeah. I think that what, what we like to do is that we write in certain, like we write certain lines about, about a certain situation, but we also really like to keep it up to interpretation. So you could listen to it. And if you were to, you could think of it as a bunch of different situations. So like, I feel like Phineas, you can speak to this, but like, I feel like we never try to write where you couldn't relate it, the song or the lyrics to any other thing. Like, we don't want you to just hear it and be like, oh, that could only possibly be about one thing. We want it to feel like, you know, you could think of it in all sorts of ways. Um, but but yep, yeah, yeah, for the most part, I think it was it was jumping into the mind of James Bond and, and what he's gone through and the, the, the emotions that he was going through right then. Was it always part of the plan to have the orchestra? Um, I think it was, it felt like that was probably gonna happen. And because of that, what I didn't wanna do when we sent in the demo was I didn't wanna like do a bad fake one. Like I was like, you know, they, they'll, they'll, they'll be able to imagine this with a 70 piece orchestra. I don't have to pretend to do one. So the demo that we sent, which I think you can buy, like I think on Record Store Day, we put out a version where the B-side was the demo. It's all of the same vocals as the final and it's the piano, it's some bass, it's a little percussion. And then it's this train whistle sound. Um, and the, you know, once once Hans came on board and, you know, told us that we should see the movie and sort of uh, invited us out to London to watch it. You know, I was like, okay, now we're talking. Now there's going to be orchestra on this song. And, you know, if I, if I were trying to do it myself, I would have been trying to imitate a Hans Zimmer score. So it was pretty awesome to have like the sort <coughs> doing um, the, the, you know, orchestral arrangement for that song. It was really- did, The cut that you saw, did it show Bond dying or did they hold that from you as well? Wait, are you telling us Bond dies? <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> it did actually show him dying. And so you can imagine, you know, we, we watched that first cut in December of 2019 and the movie didn't come out until what, September of 2021? Uh, what was that? Was it that? I don't know what it was. Yeah, yeah, to yeah, well, end of September, I think in UK, yeah. Yeah, Um. so, you know, keeping that secret for that long was, pretty rough and you know it wasn't like it was a secret I just kept and didn't tell people asked me all the time like constantly people were asking me what happens and I was like I'm not fucking telling you like, <laughs> I, what the hell like what uh so yeah crazy um I've heard you guys talk about you had these rules in in writing the song you came up with your you had your own standards and whatnot 
Can you expound on that? Were you wrestling with bridges? Were you, were there certain progressions, chord progressions that you were trying to perfect? Could you tell me about some of the rules that you had that you were, sure. the, the pressure you were putting on yourself? Sure. I, uh, I think that within the context of bond, there's, there's not necessarily a right way to do it, but there were a lot of things that we wanted to achieve. We wanted it to, we wanted the title of the film to be the title of our song. We wanted the title of our song to be the hook of the song. We wanted there to be a incredibly sort of like recognizable um, instrumental melody that the strings could play throughout the film because Inspector um, and several other movies, the, the score interpolates like the theme song. And I just thought, you know, if we don't have beautiful melodies, then we're, we're not doing our job. You know, I think the other rules for us were like, we wanted to really have that, that, uh, that bond feel on a sort of a, you know, melodic and um, sort of chordal plane, like to get technical about it, like a, the minor nine chord is that, you know, um, chord that Johnny plays at the end. And I think that we just wanted it to be so, like, even if you heard our song and you didn't know that we had done a bond theme, you'd be like, this sounds like a bond theme. I think that was really yeah. important to us. Yeah. Now, tell me, how did it all start? Did, like, particularly with this song, did, did Billy, did you start writing some lyrics down? And in Phineas, did you get out the guitar or get on the piano and just jam? Um, well, it was, it started really with a couple days of not knowing what the fuck to do. So that was, that was all of the things we could think of. We played guitar and piano and did some, you know, tried to come up with some melodies, come up with some lyrics, come up with a beat like it that those were the few days of like, where the hell do we even start here? And then where the song really actually started to bloom was um, Phineas playing the piano. We he has a studio set up in his green room when we're on tour and we were at the time in between weekends of ACL and it was we did a few shows in Texas and so we were in one of the venues during that week and Phineas was on his little at his little piano and we were in the same room and we were just kind of coming up with melodies and I remember him being like dude I think I came up with one and it was that beginning that did and that just like oh gosh like we both were like oh, okay 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 this is this is this is it this is the start so that was how it started and then it was really about finding the melodies that were gonna make the song feel like the best it could and I started improvising melodies right then and and I think I was just coming up with some lyrics at the same time I'm assuming that's usually how it goes at the beginning and that was kind of the I should have known whatever I'd leave alone that whole part and then the next step was coming up with the melody for the chorus which we don't always do it that way usually we kind of do lyrics at the same time as the melody um and for this we really wanted to get the melody of the chorus down and make sure that it, it was really solid and very bond and very beautiful and then come up with the lyrics that went with it so we 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 committed to it and we eventually got to that pre-chorus and that chorus and went from there and it, it really just like made it, it it created itself after we did that 
It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. When did you know, okay, this is a lock. We got it. We submitted the song. They're keeping it. Was it when you went to that December... 2019 screening or to that screening screening Uh, of the film it was it kind of all of it I mean we didn't yeah you're you're kind of right there we 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 were like on a plane to London you know kind of being like well I guess we got the job but I remember being in the studio air studios when we were recording and I remember thinking like is this even going to be the right, like, are they going to use this? Like, I honestly had this thought of like, I don't know if we even got the job yet because, you know, Daniel had to be the one to sign off on it. And, you know, it's a really big film. It's a really big deal to him. It's fucking his entire last, what, 15, 17 years or something. And, you know, that's a lot for him. And it's, you know, it was his last film. It was something that has taken over his life for as long as he's done it. And, you know, been incredibly important. And of course this movie is gonna be the most important one because it's the last one and the song needs to be good. And so I I knew that. And so for me, I was just like, I didn't know if it was gonna be good enough for him and I didn't know if he would want it to be different. And so that that was kind of where my head was at during during the recording in, uh, in London. And then uh, it just, <laughs> went in the movie and and it was great and then when we met Daniel Craig he was just the most charming most just kind amazing person and he was so complimentary and it it meant so much to me because again I was just constantly like oh my god is he not gonna like it he's not gonna like it he's not gonna want to use it it's not good enough for his huge huge last movie for you know something he's given his entire life to so um, I was really excited that he he liked it. Eventually. And no notes from the producer. Uh, I mean, we we like Phineas. Can, you can talk more about that. We got like it was very collaborative. It really was. It, I mean, people say that sometimes and they don't mean it. And this was very collaborative. And they really they really listened to us and like believed in us. And it really wasn't like oh that's bad. Do it this way. And there's no other way. It was really like well. I would say that also the final, final version sounded pretty close to the demo. I would say that like there were versions in the middle that were where we maybe over embellished and it got a little intense, but I would say the final, the final version sounded a lot like the demo, which I think was on purpose. I think people really liked our demo and the simplicity of it. Um, But we really, you know, we owe a lot to Hans and, Stephen Lipson and Johnny Marr. I think they made the song so much better. And, um, you know, they worked really hard with us. And obviously once we had um, recorded the strings, like we flew home, like we, you know, we couldn't move to London. We had touring and stuff. So uh, it was really like, they were the boots on the ground, making sure that Daniel Craig felt listened to um, because they were there with him in person. So that was really helpful too. 
And you guys love this writing songs for films. I, I got to think you, you've got the job with Pixar writing three songs immediately after this. Yeah, that was really fun. And so the, you guys like this process because for some, for some songwriters and performers, it's like, ah, no, too many cooks in the kitchen. Uh, yeah, I think that because of the, the way that our creative process works, like we like the collaboration because we, we do so little of it. It's like just the two of us. And so film is a really good way for us to, to you know, invite people in. Um, I would say that like with our albums, you know, they're so personal to us. So it's like, if people were coming in and giving us a million ideas, like we'd maybe be annoyed. But I think because of a film, you're like, hey, like, no sweat. Like, this is your movie. Like, this isn't our, you know, album. So we're much more open to rounds of feedback and notes and criticism. Does that sound, does that make sense? Yeah. So Prince used to do these midnight shows in LA at the last minute. Do you guys do, I know you've got some tour dates in LA, but do you guys do that? Do you like go under some fake name under social media and everyone knows it's the two of you and show up at midnight, I don't know, at Largo? Oh, that's cool. We've, we've, uh, we have so many shows on our calendar and we have such a awesome team that we employ. I think we'd have to be a little more gorilla with a show like that. We'd have to like bring our own stuff in the trunk of our car and, and uh, you know, arrange it ourselves. Uh, so I, here's my bet. I, I could be wrong. I bet when we're making Billy's next album in earnest and we're not on tour, I bet we do a couple of those shows to like- Love it. We'll do like, and maybe we'll do like the things where you put, put everybody's phone in a bag so they can't record and stuff. Like maybe yeah. a way to like, maybe share some new stuff, but we're definitely like, we have so many shows going on right now that I think we're on a day off, we take the day off. You guys are great. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank Take you. care. Ciao. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call Podcast on Deadline. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode.